fellow people of the universe, please attend carefully because right now you're listening to the TC Hoobians podcast. And for this masterful podcast, I'm your host, George Gydra. And today I am joined by some wonderful people who I introduce in the most masterful way possible. We have my dear Lauren, my dear Ben, and my dear Katie. And today <laughs> we're not we keeping up with the master puns for an hour. We're, we're not doing it. I, I, I mean, sorry. you're not I'm doing that, but maybe we're not doing it. So, if you haven't guessed, today's topic we're talking about personally my favourite villain of Doctor Who, uh, the Renegade Time Lord that first appeared in January in 1971 in Terror of the Autons, The Master. So, let's kick this off quite quickly. Uh, ben, give us a bit of a rundown about who The Master is. So, the Master is a renegade Time Lord, as you've just explained, like the Doctor, and first appears in the Third Doctor era, and he's originally kind of like a classic Bond villain. Like, he dresses for the most part like Blofeld does in the Roger Moore, Sean Connery films, and he's got a very classic Bond villain style to him, but the Master is a weird villain in the sense that he has adapted to suit the Doctor at the time, or at least suit the show. Uh, at the time. So, in the 70s, he's a rotting corpse. Bit tasteless, given Roger Delgado died, but, um... (laughs) Then, in the E&A's, he's Anthony Ianley, because people were nostalgic about Roger Delgado. And in in the 90s, he's he's Basil Rathbone for a bit, in some novels, and then he's Eric Roberts. Um, And then we get John Sim, well, we, we get Derek Jacobi and Alex McQueen in the actual timeline in there. Um, and then, but we get John Sim, and he's very much an echo of David Tennant. And we get Missy, uh, played by the wonderful Michelle Gomez, who, like the 12th Doctor, is also Scottish. Um, of course, because it has to be. They have to it's the only thing that they're, it, It's the only thing they have in common. And then, of course, we've now got Sasha Dewan playing basically John Sim again. So, the monster do... as a whole is quite a flexible villain. Um, Over the years, he adapts and he changes, and he's usually what the show needs at the time. Yeah. Uh, He's very rarely the same thing twice, even if it's the same incarnation. See John I think that's a very good way to put it. I think we can all agree uh, here that the four of us are all very big fans of the character of the Master. Yeah, there's four, four of them there. Uh... I do have to point out that we are actually, today is May 1st when we are recording, and it is Sasha Dewan's birthday. So on the very rare chance that you are watching this, Sasha, a happy, happy birthday! birthday. Yeah, happy birthday! <laughs> Everyone tag him. No, don't press for him. Yeah, I I tagged. I I actually did a video earlier today where I did like a little birthday hello from the doctor, and I went to Dunkin' Donuts, and no, the donuts that you see, I actually saw, I was like, please let them have a purple donut. They had a donut that was patterned exactly like his coat. I couldn't have planned it better. The Saturn donut. Yes, there are. I can't wait for I'm that to come into the big finish box set you'll inevitably get. <laughs> Coming the soon. Ma- we the- have the War Master. Now we have the Dome The Purple Master. Master and the Donuts of Death. <laughs> oh God, that. Oh, this is gonna. This is it's gonna. It's a nine box set long series. No, a twelfth a Baker's dozen box set series. 
13 boxes. Uh, there we go. We, we, we've done so, it. Laura, Laura's just like, the puns anyway. have started already. And... Anyway. 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 Back right. to the master puns. Yes. So I, I have to be professional for a change and keep us on track, which is interesting. So, like I said, we'll be fans of the master. So my question is, what's the appeal of the master as a character? Or at least, like, personally to you guys, what is it about the master that appeals to you? I'd say it, it, it is the flexibility. Um, so, for people who don't know, uh, my favourite incarnation of the Master is not on TV. Uh, my favourite incarnation is Alex McQueen. Because Alex McQueen is perhaps the most fun version of the Master. And it's weird because, yeah. like with a lot of the Masters, he's not the same in every appearance he appears. In his first appearance, Unit Dominion, he's basically Delgado, but a bit camp. And throughout more and more of his appearances, he just camps it up more and more and more, and that, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Especially in Masterful, that's what I've noticed. Yeah, yeah, Masterful, yeah, Ma I think they went a bit overboard with everyone's characterization, but that, that's a different podcast. They, they were just like, we, we have all the Masters, we have to just bang! Get yeah, we, we have to. I don't, I don't think they want all the Masters to bang. That's a different, that's a different thing, Lauren. That's that's you, the fan you don't that, want that? that Katie writes. I can't. I, well, first of all, I can't believe that you were the first one to make that joke. Second of all, nah, let, did they they did that they did that joke in um. Oh, and, and they made that joke, and it still it was still creepy. It was still. I'd like to stress. I'd like to stress to anyone just currently listening to this that uh. Katie did not deny that she writes fan fiction like that. I have never denied. I have never denied that I write or read fan fiction like that. <laughs> well, this is a, an enlightening podcast, but yeah, the, the the master is so flexible to me, and I think that that's his big appeal to writers in particular. Why, is why, why don't we start on the actual crispy master and his first introduction into Doctor Who? Guy what by my the deadly assassin. We're just gonna skip over Delgado. <laughs> well, we we have to, we have to give at least one moment to Delgado because he, he is one of the reasons why I love the Master so much. The Master does always have, in whatever iteration the Master is in, there is that kind of suave presence. He's even, so even, lovely. even in even in crispy form. And because there is, he always carries that that self importance, that elegance, whether it's yeah, Sim, Sim or Eric. I mean Eric Roberts. I know Eric Roberts, and we'll we'll get there. I know he gets a lot of, I know he gets a lot of crap, but I love the guy. Man, he is enjoying every second he is on screen. He has yeah. fun with the role, and I've always said, even if the way a character is written may not be the way we particularly enjoy it. If the actor's having fun, that does translate to the screen. Yeah. yeah. A thousand percent. I, I don't uh, know if you guys agree with me, but the big thing I love about the Master, and it's it's I love this type of villain where they could kill you any second, but at the same time, they could sit down with you and have a casual conversation. Oh, yeah. That's that is what... what makes them scary. That's my appeal. Yes. 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 definitely have a hot He has a vulnerability, but you can also... He could also grab a knife and slice your neck open. Like exactly. It's, it's both, and, you, and that's what makes him the pinnacle of a, of a bad guy in Doctor Who, in my opinion. Because 
I don't like when you get an obvious bad guy. I like the ones where you almost have a psychological damage to the person because it makes such an interesting character. And let's be honest, the master has quite a lot of psychological damage. Oh boy. Yeah. Dep depending particularly just, just get on... Just a bad tattoo on his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, uh, we're not that cheap. Um, that, that is, again, a different podcast. Um, oh boy. <laughs> But the, the Master's psychological damage is really interesting because the show keeps trying to justify it, but the, both on TV and on audio, through yeah. like supernatural means, as opposed to the fact that he might just be an, an asshole. Like, he might just be a petulant child, which is what the Imp Doctor actually says to him in a story where, I kid you not, for an hour the Master and the Imp Doctor are locked in a room with no escape, for just an hour, and they just have to end up having a chat. And the doctor Wait, whoa, 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 what big finish is this? What is this audio? This is in Dark, Dark Ice 3 Master Plan. Hello! You can find that you can find <laughs> the um you can find the sort of ma Dr. Master therapy session on YouTube if you just type in Alex McQueen's Masters, one or two yeah. clips of Dark Ice that will come up. But that's but that that reason something I actually wanted to that did lead me to something I want to ask you guys. What do we feel then? Because, like we said, in the show, we've had moments where the Doctor and Master have worked together. We've had moments where they try and, I wouldn't say justify the way the Master is, but try and like make you sympathise, you know, with the way the Master is, in some respect. Uh, and then you then go for that whole arc in Series 10 of the Doctor trying to rehabilitate... Uh, can't talk. Uh, rehabilitate Missy. Uh, make Missy good. How do we feel about that? Do we like that kind of change, or do we like oh, what? What I I have very complex thoughts about this because I really love series ten. It, it was yeah. a, it, it was very important to me at the time when it came out, and I love that Missy story arc. But at the same time, for anyone who hasn't heard it, there is a big Finnish story called Master. I recommend listening to it because it's. To some people, it's it's the best big finish story classic. ever made. It is, in terms it, of it is don, finish, a downright it's a classic. Very good introduction, I, I think. And I am going to just spoil it because <gasps> I can't. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. spoiler. We have spoiled everything on this podcast. This is nothing new. Yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> so that story gives an explanation for why the master's a bad guy, and it's a seventh Doctor story in which, for the first half, you don't see the Doctor. The master is just this man called John Smith he's a doctor working in this village and he's got two of his friends over and there's some grisly Jack the Ripper-esque murders going on in this village and the whole story you know it's the master it's called master and it turns out the doctor has given the master this one chance for 10 years to be good to be just a person and the master doesn't actually know and at the end someone comes to collect the master and it's not the doctor it is death, literally death, like as a person, which is an idea a lot of people have complex thoughts about in Doctor Who anyway. And the, the explanation for this goes that as children, the Doctor and the Master were on Gallifrey and they had this bully called Torvik. And one of them accident uh, sees their friend being bullied and accidentally kills Torvik. And in their dreams, death comes to them and says, Right, you're going to be my champion. You've just killed him. Or I can take your friend. And uh, the child says, take him. 
and it essentially explains the fact that the doctor as a child gave the master over to the literal embodiment of death to fight for that death as an idea a lot. that explains a lot and wow is the master forgives him See, so I there's the master the, even more. There, yeah there's this scene where where the master finds this all this because neither of them really know it until it just comes back to the doctor because the doctor actually just thinks that it was the master who did all that yeah and there's this moment where the doctor just turns to him, I'm, I'm sorry. And the master just goes, you were a child. You were a scared child. Why, why would I be annoyed? And that's, it's, it's in my opinion, Jeffrey Beaver's best performance as the master, easily. And it goes back to what we were saying earlier about the master. He, you know, he, one minute he could be this, I'm going to tear the world asunder. I will make the universe bow to me. And then you get a moment where he's like, you know, I forgive you. You were a scared kid. I get it. Yeah, it's that character, but that that leads to the thing. So, uh, like, one thing I want to—I'm actually quite curious about, especially uh, going by like some of the RPs we've done, uh, Katie. Uh, how do you feel about that whole idea of the master going good? That they try to bring more into series ten, which sort of isn't a thing anymore. But yeah, I'm gonna go. Someone brought this up, um, and it, it did make me really think about this. The fact that the Doctor kind of forced this on Missy um, to try to become good. Is the master ever fully good? Listen to Missy. No. The, she, the master will, for my, uh, for my money at least, the master will never be fully good. Does the doctor, if for my money, does the doctor always believe that that is my best friend and I will I will forgive them no matter what? Yes, because that's the doctor. The doctor is forgiveness. Um, the doctor is hope. But for the master, it is much more it is much more complicated. And I I don't think the master can ever go fully good. I think Missy is as close as we're gonna get, and that is the reason I love her. And I have said it a thousand times. Let's say Missy materialized in this room right now and said, you, human in the stupid cosplay, get up. You're coming with me and you're going to serve me for the rest of your life. All right, put on the like, outfit. I got my bags packed. Oh, I'm going. It's like, that's it. Goodbye, guys. I'm signing off. Bye. See you. Love you all. Outfit, Lauren. You know how just to get cases. Just... Yeah, and, and, then, and that's, that's it. I, she, I, because she is... Well, I chaotic good. Yeah. Chaotic, and I think the first, since we're talking about Big Finish, the first ever Missy, the Mary Poppins esque episode. Yeah. That that is her version of cha cha uh, chaotic good. Does she? I, I, I haven't heard that series yet. I've heard really good stuff about it. Oh, it's so it's so. Oh my gosh, it is so much fun. We actually will come to Missy soon, but what before we go, Lauren? Uh, how do you feel about that whole topic of the master, you know, changing sides almost? Do you think that's something that would be a good thing if they actually had made that continue, say, into the one? Or do you think from, it works better than the See, writers? from a story point of view, from someone who writes stories as well, I look at it that the Doctor and Missy are yin and yang, but one's not necessarily good, one's not necessarily bad. They are whatever they need to be in the lending of the story. So, in terms of like Missy turning good and then Sasha Dewan obviously turning such evil, chaotic energy, 
I always do that thing of like, well, we don't know where Sasha fits in the timeline of all of it. We just mm. don't. It, yeah. That it is true because it, it depends what canon you kind of follow because Big Finish do give explanations uh, for it. But then I've again, if you right. don't follow, explanation, which I love. Yeah, if you don't follow the Big Finish context, it is a lot of people have theorized that people even say he could be Smith's master. He could have been, say, in theory, yeah. the master could have dealt with Smith. His reaction to his just chaoticness after it, if, he, if he's the incarnation after Missy, it does not make sense for him to have no remorse. Right. And whilst Sasha acts so well and there are like that tiny, tiny glimmer in his eye, it's not enough. You know, it's from, from a. From someone who does the acting side of things, it's not—it's not a character choice that he would make if he had been Missy beforehand. Yes, I in agree. My personal opinion, but I—if it—if they did do it, I would want to know what's happened in between the Missy. I would to recommend Sasha, if you ever get a chance, yeah. uh, listen to Missy series two, the story, the Lumiettes. Basically, okay. I mean, we spoil everything, but. The Lumiette <laughs> is essentially the master's version of the Valiard. Okay, where the Valiard yeah. is Dr. Zebrahart, you have the Lumiette as Missy's good part. But this reads on to my thing. So loads of actors have played the, the master. We've had loads of different versions in both, you know, uh, on screen, in audio, books, comics, handsome blonde guys on TikTok. Uh, <laughs> that, that was so shameless. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to kind of uh, us to talk about the different, you know, versions of the master. Everyone just get an opinion out. I have no clue how we're trying to keep this on track and somewhat punctual because there's a lot. Okay. I have basically <laughs> listed every single actor that I consider in canon, including the audios uh, who play the master. So I'm going to actually start with one I want to address. And this is uh, Milo Parker is possibly the most recent actor to play the master in Masterful, playing a young first incarnation, somewhere between uh, the ages of, you know, William Hughes, who plays the very first master of the flashback, and the, what's assumed to be the older version of him in the Big Finish stories in the first Doctor Adventure. I believe he is credited as the first master. Yeah. We will not, I'm just going to say this now, I'm not really going to go into a, a context about James Draper's as master. No, that's, we're just, it's we, not worth talking. Yeah, we're, not, we're worth, not talking not about worth So that's why we're going to talk about Milo Parker as the first incarnation. Uh, who? So who here has listened to Masterful? Who here has given it a listen? I'm about halfway through the first one. Not properly. <laughs> but you, you have a, you have a, I, I got up to where uh, some uh, pseudo spoiler someone is almost stabby stabbed. Oh. Oh, that, that's the, the moment where you realize, oh yeah, hilarious. this is a celebration of 50 years of the Master's first story. Of course it would include them. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, uh, that does lead to what I want to say there. So, uh, so anyone who has listened to Masterful, sorry, so Milo Parker is the Master before the Master has left Gallifrey. I personally think he does a really good job of that someone who you can tell what they're going to become and there's enough hints to show what they're going to become but mm. still has that sort of young naive innocence. I also love the fact that he the first master he meets is Beavers. Yes. And that's really because Beavers at this point it's quite unclear as to how far into Beavers timeline because if people don't know the Jeffrey Beavers master transcends all of the classic doctors. Yeah. from 
basically, the second the Deadly Assassin ends, the Master has healed slightly from the Eye of Harmony and become the Beaver's incarnation. And every Master subsequently, no matter what body he possesses, reverts to Beaver's. So, <laughs> so, so no Eric matter what, at the end of the day, he will become Beavers. Kentucky Fried Master again. So the Master, uh, when he meets Beaver's, it's this young master who hasn't even left the, you know, the, the red sands of Galdafrey yet, is looking into his dying future self, who talks about the excruciating pain he's in every second he's and what's alive. beautiful about that uh, as a delivery, he he's so... He, both of them are very calm in this situation, just Mother Park's master going, does it hurt? And then literally just very calmly, just uh, Beaver's master's going, like every second. I'm dying. See, yeah. that's the point. Of, that's the point of the like the vulnerability. Yes, he's evil. Yes, he's bad. But that's what I mean by his character. Yeah. What I, uh, I find. So I, th I think the the one the one issue Milo Parker runs into in Masterful is he's probably paired with. He probably got the worst pairing. So for people who don't know, Masterful starts pairing off the masters yeah. for their own little subplots. Um, there's. Roberts and Beavers, which is the best part. Yeah, Sim uh, is also Sim there. Is beautiful. Oh, I uh, Sim, Sim, I, uh, again, I think just gets really overshadowed by Jacoby. But Milo Parker's paired off with Alex McQueen, and for anyone who has not enjoyed the wonders of the Alex McQueen master, the fact he's Alex not been McQueen on TV as all... the master drives me mental. He's but... he's an, he does an audio drama. There's no scenery around him, and yet his mouth is full of it. He's chewing it that much. But I, but that's it. So, uh, so Katie, so like you've listened, you said you've listened to some of Masterful uh, yes. at the moment. Uh, so, what do you think about the the uh, Milo Parker incarnation? The uh, like the earliest. I mean, he, he is definitely someone who is already kind of able to stand on his own and command a whole room. Like if he was in the classroom, you know, I. I... He'd be that prefect kid. Oh, he would, he would, he, he is the kid that, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do a Harry Potter comparison, but he's literally the kid where everyone is like, they kind of, they're scared of him. Like, even the teacher is a little put off by this kid because he clearly is radiating that energy of, not only are you all beneath me, you know it. But it's oh, so yeah. inter it's so interesting when when he first meets who's the, who's the, who's the first one he meets is it Jacoby? Beavers. It's Beavers. It's Beavers. Um there is still that like I was actually kind of shocked by that a little bit that strange mutual respect. Like this is this is an elegant kid. This is a kid There's a yeah there's another weird thing Masterful that's, that's does. That's what I, I liked, because I was very concerned uh, when they announced it that they were gonna, either going to make him very goody-goody or over-the-top, full-on, I'm evil yeah. master. And he's they got that very gray. good middle ground. Yeah. Where, he, where, you know, you have moments where he's like, look, I'm going to do this. People may die, but in the long run, it's actually going to assist. Absolutely. Yeah. Lord yeah. Farquaad. He is Lord Farquaad. A, a really interesting oh my god! Wow! Out of all, because I was actually going to make a Thor and Loki comparison, but that's a million times better. Because if, 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 if in this timeline, you've got the Doctor and the Master, where he falls is definitely like teenage Loki 
I am all about my studies. I am better than you. I think another really interesting thing about Masterful is the way the masters recognize each other. Yes. Which is they don't they don't do like oh you're me it's you're my father. Oh god yeah just it's just, really just really weird. Shouting oh come on dad to Jerry. Yes. Sim does have like a come on dad version with Jack like moment with Jack. Like, Jack he's trying to one up his dad but secretly he just wants his dad to love. Yeah, it's really weird because the doctors all view each other as like the same person, just they all hate each other because they're all way too similar. Yeah. The masters yeah. are kind of the same thing, but they also have all this like creepy mutual respect for each other that's really like the master turns out to just be daddy issues personified as I like mean, 15 people. Yeah. There is a great cop, there's a great fan comic. Um, that I, I and when this goes up, I'll post it on Twitter or whatever it is that actually kind of goes into the master's subconscious and even how Dewan was Missy previously, even though I, 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 I have doubts about who Dewan was previously because he took O's face. But there is like this very Oh, I, I hate to go back to that joke, but it's much more, with the other masters, it is much more this similar mutual respect. Yeah. It's... As as opposed to where Sim took it with, um, we keep calling, I keep calling her Missy. We refer to all of the male masters by their actors' last names, but we just refer to Missy as Missy. Because Michelle Gomez. Michelle Gomez. Gomez is Missy. She's I, holy. No, she's just as insane. She's yeah, just as insane she's and her wonderful. Own character. Like, if she I have... just needs, she just needs the title of master. Hello, you... I'm Doctor Who. You can all quote me on this. If I ever meet her, I will drop down to my knees and kiss the ground she walks on. I will I film it. Or we'll take photography photos of it. I love how I just by photography photos. It's photography. Anyway. Is it isn't so all? I'm gonna move on from my. Yeah, let's. Up, yeah, yeah, let's. Uh, because, but one thing I will say, can we all just agree that one of the most shocking things about Masterful is how John Sim kills the 13th Doctor. Yes! Like, so easily. I had to replay that! I was like, what? I literally, I, I was listening to it, I picked up my phone, I'm like, what? I was in the I middle heard, of what- I heard people say that he was talking about the Doctor Falls, and that John Sim is actually like slowly dying, and that he just thinks that the Doctor is like dead from the Cyberman. And that's what he's referring, but what, and that's what I've heard some people say. But yeah, when I first heard it, it was like, has he just left thirteen revolving around like a sun? No, he pushed her in. Threw her in. Yeah. Threw her in. I'm like, oh, Sims has such. Anyway, a so attention. obviously we we discussed Milo, who in in the timeline is meant to be the original, but now we come yep. through to the very first master, Roger Delgado, and like we we said a lot at the start already, so I don't think we'll, we'll go too much into this, but. He is the, he is just that amazing gentleman villain. Yeah, he's he's Works got this so weird charm to him that I adore. He he's also, he does start out this trend of the masters, and it continues to this day, which is that the master is completely incapable, and it's it was well known the master is completely incapable of holding a story up by himself. He requires at least one other alien force to be in the story with him. Usually, and. So yeah, 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 yeah. 
And the new series seems to think that it always needs to be the Cybermen, but like it's the Axons and it, it always works out the same way. He gets about 10 minutes into his maniacal plan and then they go, well, we've actually figured out you're absolutely useless. You can't even We're just the third doctor. You, you, you build up in this entire story, the master says, just as intelligent, maybe even more so intelligent than the Doctor, and the Doctor just goes, yo, you realise once they come to invade the planet, they're not going to recognise the difference between you and me. They'll kill you as well. And he's like... Get a burst of your neutron flow, Master. Is... I just had the weirdest thought. Is Eric Roberts' Master the only Master to stand on his own in a visual story? Beavers and his brat. I've also... Yeah, even though you could argue, you know, you in, with with a deadly assassins of the time lords in it as well, but yeah, it's a solo. He the, the, he is still both beavers because Pratt's still relying on Chancellor Goth for most of the deadly assassin. So yeah, it's beavers and Roberts. Well, I guess I. I guess... That's true. I, I've got oh wait, did he did oh. did he drop out? Did he drop out? I don't. Oh, you didn't drop out. Okay. Wait, no, hold on. I think he, he is frozen and we're just getting him. Yeah, there we go. And G's back. we're back. Okay, we're back, we're back. Uh, okay. Okay, so, uh, Lauren, what's your opinion on Delgado as the first? I don't have one. No. <laughs> I, I always look at it from the, the stylish point of view. I like the Master's fashion. And I do. I love it from the very get-go. Because his fashion, oh my god, that man and woman slash whatever it will be in the future, knows how to dress. And he does show up the Doctor because he's like, hey, look how good I look. Well, no one could ever show up the third Doctor. I think I think that's why they, they decided to go in the complete opposite direction. <laughs> had my, style. My, my favourite thing about uh, Delgado, especially in terms of style, is you have him in like his Blofeld gear in his very first story and then the next one, he's in a fancy car smoking a cigar. <laughs> is, it, is it the demons where he comes into Bessie with his arms up like this in the most camp pose he's ever? Stylish. He's stylish! just yeah, so every, That man Delgado is an icon! Or there's the, or uh, there's now... the famous with Delgado in the demons the rock on moment. So De Delgado <laughs> puts his hands up like this uh, in, yeah. in the demons he's dressing robe, and people have put it on a cycle in the same way they've done with Capaldi's oh, dancing in Flatline oh, to just any rock song in any like in any scenario. <laughs> because as we all know, the Delgado oh. master loved to party. I'm now trying to work oh, out God. which one had the best style. I think uh, I'm the master has the best style is the one we're going to come to next. The Jeffrey Beaver slash Peter Pratt. Kentucky Fried Crispy Master. I uh, love the Crispy which Master. Which I'm uh. is actually my favorite set. You have Delgado, who is this suave, very suave incarnation, and then yeah. you go to the Crispy version, who is this? I am desperate to survive. I do yeah. not care He's if I have to, like what I have to, to do. Life. I will. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the the only disappointing thing about the Crispy Master is that all of his best performances are on audio. Because oh, absolutely. While we love The Deadly Assassin, because it's brilliant, the Master's barely in it. 
He's you know, in like he's he's part, very he started part four uh, on all of part four. Uh, for a four, four part story, that's not a lot. And in the Keeper of Tracken, I I know Keeper of Tracken has its fans, but um, <laughs> the fans that edit seeing... the podcast. Yes, I, I was gonna say, <laughs> Abby, we love you. <laughs> but I'm gonna love the same criticism at it that I heard the YouTuber Davis. Uh, like throw at it, which is it's his favorite Doctor Who story that he can remember nothing about. Because when you go back to watch it, you realize, oh my god, part one is the Doctor and Adric watching TV with an old man. Yeah, twenty five. It's yeah, a story with Adric. You need to, in fact, screw it. We're changing the topic. Forget it. This isn't presents the master. We're talking about Adric now. No, we are not doing that podcast one on that. But going by uh, what what Ben said, it's definitely a thing that. I've noticed, and again, it's, it's, you know, Crispy Master is the best in audience. Uh, oh, oh, there we go, Katie's back. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Yeah, I just froze for a sec. I was afraid. So, what I'll say is, going back with what Ben said, is that the Master, the Crispy Master does have, like, his best uh, stories and performances mm. in audio, and I think Absolutely. That's Beaver, Beavers really can act. Yes. Beavers... Mm is an amazing actor and uh i think i'm so glad i got to see with big finish but one yeah. thing that gets me so to i haven't heard the full audios but i've heard the clips so i, I think it's the two masters but you actually get yes the origin that trilogy story. is brilliant you oh. get the origin story for the crispy master yes you actually have uh the the master being jeffrey beavers uncrispified you know moisturized nice skin Gets burnt to a crisp by Alex McQueen. It is brilliant. It's like McQueen literally shows up and just goes, I'd quite forgotten what it looked like before. And it's, does that hurt? Oh, I suppose it does. McQueen's got this lovely, like, soft voice. And Beavers think, like, the whole scene, you th like, Beavers thinks, oh, I've got the drop on him. Because Beavers doesn't know it's <laughs> it's him. And Beavers has his has the staser from Debbie Assassin. I use a staser now, and and it's this moment where they're like Beavers is chasing him down, shooting at him, shoots Alex McQueen in the arm. So McQueen just loses it and goes right. I'm getting him in the trap now, as opposed to probably just nicely asking him to do this to get me out of some trouble. Now I'm just going to shove him in a trap, and burns him alive. And he goes, you know, because, and it's the way of... brutal, I love it. <laughs> and it's done to, it, there's a line in there to explain away. So there's an, an Eighth Doctor novel called Legacy of the Daleks. And it attempted to explain how Delgado, because there were a few theories as to how the Master became crispy. Some people at the time believed that Delgado was the crispy master. They were the same incarnation. And the Delgado one just started dying. Yeah, and that's the one John put John Peel went with with his book where Susan uses the master's TCE on him and it goes wrong and the master just rots. Yeah. There's a line in that two masters sequence explaining that the master basically uh, just yeah, yeah. had oh, it wasn't been, the TCE. It wasn't the TCE. No. That not the first time. I remember it now. I was burnt burnt to a crisp. And it's just that one line to explain away the discrepancies that maybe the that the Beaver's Master and other audios have hinted at this. The Beaver's Master is dying so much, his memory isn't intact anymore. 
In the audio Planet of Dust, which is another Pomegam one that actually explains how the master dies and actually dies and gets resurrected, um, there's just this sequence where beavers can't actually remember things. Like, the rotting, decaying body is actually preventing him from being the master. Like, he's still a villain with a plan, but he's, in Planet of Dust, he's beyond desperate. Okay, so we have some technical issues. It's fine. You know, if if, if the decaying master could have body issues, we can have technical issues. But eventually, the crispy master would get a new body, loads of new bodies. The first one is Anthony Angley, who, let's be fair here, is possibly the most well, like, plastered classic master. Most recognised as the yeah. master. Oh, I I'm gonna lose friends today. <laughs> <laughs> ben, uh, Ben, I guarantee that you will. Ben, I guarantee I've probably got some of the most controversial opinions. I'm probably the most controversial. The revolution of the Daleks podcast. And welcome so, to the controversial so opinion round. To, before we get to the, I am literally dressed like my one of my favorite doctors. I liked Revolution of the Daleks. I liked Orphan Fifty Five. You will not get more controversial. This is a different podcast. This is a different podcast, people. Let's stay masterful. Obey yes. So before we get all controversial, Mm. Lauren, hi. What's your opinion on the Anthony Angley Master? I just like I like all of them. I don't have opinions on them. They're just really good. Okay, sorry. (laughs) No, I, 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 I seriously, I can't. There's not a single incarnation that I haven't liked as the master. And even even though there's episodes that are maybe a bit questionable, I still like the portrayal of the master in said episode or storylines. And I, oh, I just, I'm just sorry, I just looked over to my crispy master figure and my other master figures. I'm, yeah, well, my, I'm like, I love there. you. I, one of them up. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I just, I'm not gonna just, I love, I love the master. It's gonna be a Donna podcast all over again, where I just literally. I love them. One thing I love about Anthony Amy's performance, especially, you can feel the love for the character he has. You can tell he's loving every every incarnation. Yes. Every Mm. incarnation that's been the master or Missy or any variation of the master seems to really really enjoy it and it comes across on screen I'd, i've never i'm not necessarily sure i feel that with sim i think sim particularly in the end of time looks quite miserable um but that's because the end of time made everyone miserable due to the yeah, fact that he probably realized he was in the end of time yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm not the key i'm not too keen on the time but anyway no, Anthony the only so it, so i think we can all agree the 80s master, as he's the only master to the 80s, really. Yeah. Beaver, Beaver's got, what, one episode out of a four-part yeah. story to actually be in it? But it that was the first time they, they turned the master's TARDIS black on the inside. Because yeah. the, um, the only master is where this became like a real thing, but uh, in the 80s they just went, so the master's TARDIS, we can't just keep reusing the doctor's TARDIS uh, like as a set for the master's what if we painted it black this week? Won't we have to chip off all the paint afterwards? Yes. And they did. BBC! Um, we know how to do things. But... So, Beaver's Master is kind of, uh, like, I'm pretty sure they reused parts of the secondary console room for his TARDIS. Mm. And it's all, it's got a black interior. 
I like to um, just point out we're doing exactly what happens in canon. We started talking about Amy, and now we somehow regressed back to Beavers. Yeah, everything comes back to Beavers. Every, well, uh, it does, though. It, it does. does. It literally <laughs> does. Um, Katie, becomes wanna, Beavers again. Before we get to the, I'm feeling the controversy that is going to be Ben. Mm. Uh, Katie, what's your opinion on Ainley's master? Ainley's Ainley's master is actually not a master I know much about, so I'm gonna go off the. Uh, and I just I said there we go. Most controversial. We're getting into the controversy, um, but I'm just gonna go with the love that is being shown to him throughout uh, through you guys. I love how Ben's face was just like, you're not going to hear much love in a second. That's the impression I'm getting. Right, we may as well rip off this band-aid. So, oh, Ben. I don't, like, for, ben, first off, I want to say, I, lo I, love, I love Anthony and me as a, as a person, except when it yeah. came to Big Finish, where I think he was a bit of a dick. Um, but Anthony and Lee's master never did anything for me. He's, for me, he's just like master on autopilot. To me, for me, there's nothing all that distinctive about Ainley's master. Just because he he feels a lot like Delgado. He feels Delgado amped up a bit more, and there's nothing there really for me that I can uh, that I can't just say. Well, uh, you know, if Delgado was still alive, he'd probably just do this script. To me, um, to me, I disagree with you in the sense I feel Ainley has more of a playfulness, more of a theatricality to him yeah, than. I agree uh, with that. I, I do. I, the one thing I do have to say about Ainley is the disguises. It just becomes it, it becomes laughable. That I do know about. But I think, I think he was like, it's 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 deliberate. It's not meant to be like I am in disguise. It's well, the like, fact is uh, that they, that you weren't supposed to know that it was Ainley because they used to use pseudonyms in the credits. My and they would and in the Radio Times and they like heavily make it as opposed to the seventies where it's I wonder who that strange. You know, terrifying man who looks slightly like Roger Delgado could be. Ew, he my, looks my, exactly the same. My favorite disguise <laughs> in all of Ainley's master like history is possibly the most pointless one. Mark of the Rani, where he's just disguised he's as a scarecrow. <laughs> and I'm like, why would you disguise oh, scarecrow? You can't, like, you no, you can't follow the doctor around and you didn't know he would be here. <laughs> I just have this image of him like still stuck with like, the yeah, just, like just chilling, like well, the Halo theme music playing. No, oh, no, it, it, it just suggests that him and the Rani were doing some really weird shit in a field the night before. That's a different version of the podcast. <laughs> now, that's Welcome a version. Welcome to the Hoovians After Dark. Katie's gone. She can't handle it. <laughs> right, so. <sighs> I think for the most part, though, we can agree. Uh, whether we, I, I, I know, like, like Ben said, the Amy must not do much for him, but I think we can agree. Amy himself does a fantastic job oh, in what yeah. he's given. Like, fantastic. What he, his his uh, best performance for me is in Survival, where he actually, because oh, Ainley wasn't too happy. Don't with, even get me started on Survival. Ainley <laughs> wasn't too happy with the scripts he was often given because he felt he was too camped up. He, he thought he wanted to actually play it more like Delgado. Um, and survival's where he gets to do that. But because he's like an animal in survival, you know, the, the line from survival is if we die like if we fight like animals, we'll die like animals. And oh, that's so basically the sum up of the master there. Yeah. He's going to die. 
And this you know, is, brings you back to that line. Things, and I don't know if anyone else would agree with me, but this is what I got when I was watching that story. It's the master's trying to keep his suave persona up, but really, the cheetah virus is just unleashing this cruel, like, animus yeah. or something that is, that's there that he can't hide anymore. Uh, so, after Amy, we obviously come to uh, Eric Roberts, who... Um, We're not doing Gordon Temple? I mean, we could we talk about Gordon Tipple. His no, eyes were fantastic. We don't have that much to say. Yeah, Gordon Tipple. His eyes were fantastic in that in that in that opening. And that, and that one alternative read of the opening monologue of the TV yeah. movie, where Gordon Tipple did it. Gordon as the Tipple, master. best master. Where's I, where's, where's my merch? I anyway. I have to say though, I really like I really like the TV. Right. Okay. Can't I really enjoy the, the TV movie. I really enjoy the TV movie. I, the fine, TV I, movie. Love, I, love I the feel TV like the Doctor movie. and the Master in that are. Oh, they are, they are the best part of that movie as the one American in here. Let me just say, Wait, UK, American. yeah. Wait, I, I thought you were playing my accent. I thought you were English. My life is lost. Who knew? Wait, oh my God, I can't, I can't. I genuinely believe you. Yes, I did. I was like, my, yeah, I genuinely I genuinely believed you for a split second. Right, you, you were saying that. As a, just, just to say, as someone who has seen the movie all the way through, dear UK, I am so sorry for what my country did. However, however, Paul McGann and Eric Roberts, oh my god. I cannot hate this movie. It's, it's for me. It's the scene. It's the um, I am harmony scene. They like, are. Life is oh, they are phenomenal. Living. They are that, phenomenal. That's my line. He they, is. They work off. They work so well together. I oh, they are. I would have genuinely loved to have been on set when they were filming. Well, oh my god. Or at least Paul McGann, Paul McGann hates Eric Roberts. This is like. Really? When it comes across. Yeah, that's why the performance was so good. So th there's. Uh, Eric Roberts made his second big finish debut in a story called Ravenous. Uh, in a box set called Ravenous 4. And Paul McGann is, uh, it was clearly asked by Eric Roberts in it. And he just goes. Oh yeah, yeah, that guy. He, he loves being on a film set. He does. I'm sure you know he, he was very, very busy, and you know he he doesn't like makeup at all. No, and and Paul McGann gives like the most passive aggressive non compliment <laughs> to the, Eric the Roberts for five minutes. One and thing just... I I find hilarious going by going back to the audios actually is that I recently listened to the Master Box set, which is to anyone is a spin off of just the Eric Roberts Master, and they interview him in one behind the scenes bits, and he says, "Oh yeah, no, I I, I wanted to make it more serious. No, I didn't want to be as camp, and I just love how the one line he's known for is I always dress for the occasion." <laughs> but with I me, could not in that moment right through every other. I when for me, the line that defines him has always been when it, when him and it are like wrestling over the Eye of Harmony and it, it just goes, you know, you want dominion over the living, yet all you do is kill. 
and Eric Roberts, they do like a, they do a complete voice alteration on him, and it's like a guttural, yeah. like animalistic roar. Life is wasted on the limit. I I love and that's his defining uh, line. I yeah, love the moment because to me, this is this. He does one. There's one thing in that movie that to me is exactly what I described Master as. He literally walks up to Lee, happy smile. Yes. Yeah, that, that's yes. What I mean. You're like, oh, he could give him a cuddle. Oh, no, that's not. A yep, no, that's like, not. Yeah. <laughs> you, you genuinely believe it, but it's like if it's when Missy walks up to anyone and you're like, is she gonna push someone down a hill? Is she gonna? Yeah. Give them a, give them a cake. What's gonna be happening? Yeah, you <laughs> don't know. What I find I, interesting. I'm oh. uh, oh, sorry, sorry, Lauren. I'm gonna drop you there. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say, as an actress, it's a role that, like, if someone gave that to me, I would be like, I could do so much with this. Oh yeah. You do not just have to get the script and be like, right, I have to play it straight laced, and you know that you can be chaotic, fancy free. You can be camp. Yeah. You can be really straight. Like, uh, it's it lends itself to so many things, more so than even the Doctor. Oh yeah, hands but down. You're not, you're, not, you're not held back by that morality that the Doctor has. So no, you know, the Doctor has to. The Doctor can be controversial, the Doctor can be dark, but the Doctor on the most part is that side of, oh, I'm going to do the right thing in the in the long term. The Master, fair game. But this is the thing, if the Master knows he's going to end up, or he or she is going to end up being burnt crispy Master again, they're going to be chaotic. And it, it, yeah. it's yeah. an explanation but to why this, Sasha acts so chaotically. It's, oh, oh, it's amazing. But one thing I'm quite curious, especially to anyone who does listen to the audios, I feel Eric Roberts' master has gone from being, oh, I'll be fair here, and probably very unfairly, but he, he's never been that popular. There's been a lot of a research. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I think it, really I, I'm calling it the season 24 effect, which is that we've we've stuck a, a shiny new label on it, made a Blu-ray, and people are going to slowly try and um, like pretend they, they loved it all along. It, it's yeah. and it it's been happening a lot with like comic book movies and that it, it's like oh they're making a Shang Chi movie and all of those people are go are gonna come out of the woodwork and say they were secret Shang Chi fans all along. Were you? Because yeah. last week we it's... were talking about how much we didn't I, like yeah. that character. And yeah. I think there's a bit of that with Roberts. I think getting to hear him in the role more has definitely boosted my opinion of his master because I never. I always used to say he was my least favorite. I never hated him. He was just probably at the yeah. time my least. Favorite. It's not one you saw a lot of. Well, I think movie. Big Fin one Big Finish couldn't use him uh because yeah. Fox until twenty eighteen owned half the rights to every character in that. Yeah. Um and they only just got the right you know, with with Grace and Chang Lee, people are clamoring to bring them back for some reason. Um but they couldn't use the Roberts Master. And when they got the chance to use him first in a river song box set, which Took everyone by surprise. Yes. Yeah. Where? What a weird choice to reintroduce. It's not something your... I would have put him in. No, I, I, I don't know the recording schedule. There could have been a case of obviously his master does have this kind of reception. So I guess I would have said put him in a spin-off box set. See how. Almost the yeah, it's chest the is. waters kind of thing. Yeah. I can understand it. Which is which is weird because the Eighth Doctor series, particularly when it hits Ravenous, which I'm currently re-listening to for the purposes of reviewing. Ravenous has like rides on the coattails of like nostalgia beyond anything else Big Finish have ever done. So when you get to Ravenous 4 and it's like, oh, there are four masters in this and a reference to a fifth, and one of them is Eric Roberts, who is not recording this with Paul McGann because Eric Roberts was busy. Um, 
Which he wasn't, by the way. Check. He wasn't busy. They just, like, put, it was very clear Paul McGann just didn't want to work with him. Um, the sass. The so sass from Paul. There's just, there, when he appears in Ravenous, uh, in a story called Day of the Master, which is about how the Master came back to life um, from Beavers becoming McQueen, who I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute. Roberts has this, like, little scene where he first meets Paul McGann, and Paul McGann's master explicitly says, I haven't seen you since the TV movie. What have you been doing? <laughs> like, you were in my TARDIS, and then your rotting corpse self died about ten minutes ago. Where have you been? I'm like, confused. What were you doing? And the master just goes, ah, 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 I missed this. And you're like, no, I want an explanation as to where the fuck you've been <laughs> Now, speaking of uh, Eric Roberts' future, I think it's time we come through to Ben's favourite master. So I feel a lot of this is going to be letting Ben take this away. Uh, Hello, you, Alex McQueen. Quickly. Oh, this this master is just. If you haven't heard Alex McQueen's master, there isn't a lot of him. I've heard uh, like when I first heard Alex McQueen's master, I heard him in Dark Eyes. And that was his second appearance in the Dark Eyes series. His first appearance is in a box set that was one of Big Finish's earliest box sets. It's called Unit Dominion. I wouldn't recommend it to newcomers since it's, it's very, very inlaid with Seventh Doctor yeah. continuity with the character of Elizabeth Klein. But it's a very odd story because the entire narrative of it is based around the fact that Alex McQueen is pretending to be a future version of an amoral doctor. He's even credited in the box set as the other doctor. And on the, the on the box set art, there's uh, like this watercolor painting of Alex McQueen meeting Sylvester McCoy outside their TARDISes. And Alex McQueen's TARDIS is Matt Smith's. Yeah. And McQueen plays it so straight for almost all of the narrative. And then I think it's at the end of episode three, you like the seventh doctor finally just goes, oh, it's you. And the, mas the, the master throughout this, when he meets anyone, he just goes, hello, you! And he yells, you know, he yells it, he says it softly, and he just turns round to McCoy and just goes, hello, you. And there's just this horrifying end to episode three, and McQueen just explodes for an episode, being one of the most entertaining things in all of Big Finish. It, and it just works so well. It's and a test of his performance that. that Alex McQueen is an actor who, me and I'm sure a lot of people, uh, the Inbetweeners, yeah, Neil's dad. I knew him as Neil's dad from the Inbetweeners, the the you know all the jokes and everything. And so when I heard he was the master, you I was like, <laughs> yeah, I thought, oh okay, no, he's terrifying. He is, he's he's, he's that really thing good. of unhinged. But he's he knows he's unhinged and he knows how to play it and I love it. He is in, yeah. in weirdly Unit Dominion is weird because Unit Dominion when it was released played on the idea of a surprise. They didn't tell anyone Alex McQueen was playing the master. Um, it doesn't work now because everyone knows. Like if anyone's touched Big Finish, they've probably heard Dark Eyes before Dominion because Dominion's so entrenched in Seventh Doctor continuity on Big Finish. But. Listening to Dark Eyes, and I, again, re-listened to it for review purposes that are recorded and will be going up on my TikTok for anyone interested. Shameless plug. If G got to do it, so do I. How? But, I'm the host. I'm a laugh. But the McQueen Master is the answer 
to every criticism anyone lobbed at John Sim. So, John Sim's master has been criticised for being overly mad, you know, overly camp. And he's been criti- and the end of time, the idea of the master race didn't make sense because that's not the master's motivation. The Dark Eye series goes out of its way to touch on every single one of these aspects, to the point where he even has like a girlfriend type character um, called Sally Armstrong. And it goes out of its way to just answer every criticism to what people said about Sim at the time. It's a bit dated now because it came out in 2013, 2014. Yeah. Or Sim came back and the like, but it's just a very odd listen now because you just you listen to it and you go, mm, that's something Sim, you know, people criticize Sim for. And that's the sort of thing that I really enjoy about McQueen's master because he is the ultimate master uh, in terms of a bridge between the new series and the classic. He's got I, that zaniness yeah. of the new series masters while still being the sadistic bastard that is Jeffrey Beavers. And yeah. when he gets to pair himself in a trilogy with Jeffrey Beavers, which I do recommend because um, you need to hear the whole trilogy to get the full story. Um, it does, the master, like all of the master stuff does go on sale fairly frequently. Yeah, um, yeah. And Katie's just here, like, writing this, like, right, so I'm going to get this audio. And but the Two Masters audio. trilogy, when he finally gets to interact with Beavers, and the two of them just hate each other, because it, it is kind... It's just this kind of Beavers going, what did I become? Because there's this moment where Beavers shoots someone, and... Be- Beavers shoots someone. And McQueen goes, why did you do that? I wanted to shrink him down and then say I cut him down to size. Like, why did you just shoot him? It, it's very, it, it feels very much like John Hurt in Day of the Doctor. Like, making yeah. those references. Uh, I would love to carry on about Alex McQueen, but I genuinely yeah. feel we would take We need to move on, otherwise we'll do this all night. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm going to come to a master now who... Everyone wanted more of, and Big Finish has given us more of. Derek Jacobi as the War Master. Uh, Things so, die. Thoughts, thoughts on Jacobi, everyone? Oh, I love him. Oh, he's he's just so good. He's the perfect um, actor to be the master. Yeah, the thing is, so, I haven't listened to the Big Finish show. I've only seen what was on telly. The, Same. Like, imagine he's brilliant. Ima- Imagine four hours of his first box set of that one scene. The yeah, but those scene. last couple of minutes. Okay. Oh, okay. I'll it's take it. Chatting in your phone. The thing is, he, it, Derek Jacobi is just an immense actor. Yeah. Oh, he's phenomenal. It, he, it's really lovely to hear lovely him well. in the behind the scenes as well, where where everyone's like, oh yeah, he re- we're not allowed to call him Sir Jet. Sir Derek or mention I, Cl- I Claudius, and as long as we don't do that, he, yes. <laughs> he's fine. Oh it, it, no! If you call him sir, he gets kind of not offended, but kind of like no, I'm not. Yeah. No. But Derek, what's interesting is he Derek. played he played the master before New Who came back. Yes, Scream yeah. of the in Shalka. Scream of the Shalka. Um, Scream of the Shalka for people who don't know, because it's become more and more obscure as time has gone on. Because oh, when yeah. I was a kid, it was yes. obscure, and I grew up in the Davies era, and it it was relatively new, but it came out 2003, 2004, and it was a. It was a six-part yeah. animated, ser- uh, like serial, with Richard E. Grant as the Doctor, and the Master is played by Derek Jacobi, 
and he's like living inside the TARDIS. And it's clearly it supposed worth, to be. It is worth it. It's it's clearly so. It, it's like that moment you and it, it where it's going. Who are you? I am really quite nice when you get to be. My, my, my favorite. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What's this called? What's this called? Scream, Scream of the Shelter. It's 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 definitely worth a watch. Like the it's the, it's a bit dated, but I I still enjoy it. it. It's, it's like if, it's like if you. Oh like my the god. It's got yeah. this really bizarre thing, remix of the Doctor Who. Oh my god, I've got to watch this. Where the master basically talks about how he hates everyone, and then you have uh, what's the name? Is it Allison? I think yeah. She just goes, yeah, oh, I think so why do you Allison. call me my dear? I call everybody my dear, and I'm like, <laughs> no. For, for me, it's it's the line where where, he, where Allison first meets him, and she just goes, who are you? He's like, I am, and then the doctor walks in, really quite nice when you go to meet me. And <laughs> And he's like living inside the TARDIS because it, it was kind of supposed to be a sequel to the TV movie where the Master gets sucked into the Eye of Harmony. Yeah. So the Master's just been living here now and the Doctor just like puts up with it. And because, that's not canon anymore. Because that's really entertaining. Because I want to make sure everyone can stay involved in this, I'm not going to focus too much more on uh, Derek Jacobi's Master just because yeah. I don't know if it will come from the audience. But one thing I need to address, and Katie, if before even if you haven't watched Scream of the Shelf, you get a chance, just Google this scene. There is a moment where someone phones the TARDIS, Scream of the Shalker, you get an answering machine message with a drunk master and doctor. <laughs> oh my god, it's here! It is legit here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, after the podcast, listen to it, trust me. Oh my god. Oh, ja yeah. Jacoby's master is Kind of like if Beaver's master didn't need to keep looking for ways to survive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. it's yeah. Beaver's master I've with no weaknesses. The, the thing that scares me about Jacoby's master, there's a softness to him. There is that humbleness to him. So when you have that change to the evil side of him, it's yeah. terrifying. You do have moments where you can see the Professor Yana in him. Uh, that, and then that first box set was only supposed to be the one. It's called yeah. The War Master, Only the Good. Uh, the first story is free. The first episode, you can get it for free if you just go to the Big Finish Collections, The Master. Uh, Beneath the Viscoist is free. But that box set is about the Master befriending someone. And The Skyman is the third story, and it's absolutely just one of the best things Big Finish, Big Finish have ever made. But the final story is basically, basically like, oh, yeah, um... No, I needed you for a purpose. We're not friends. Did you think that this lovely old man with with the TARDIS was was, was your friend? What an idiot! That's wrong. <laughs> right. So moving on, uh, we come to what I'm like. I know. I was gonna say let's cover the let's cover the the major modern. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. we, we will end up talking about this, and it will be yeah. a two hour and a two and a half hour yeah. podcast. And we're not the ones editing this; we will be punished by the editor. Yeah, the editor, the editor is so, not going to be happy with us. I have opinions, so I'm going to do them quickly. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Mixed emotions. <laughs> uh, Johnson as the master, I absolutely adore him in uh, series three. He's that yep. he's that perfect voice, David Tennant. Uh, uh, I don't like how I hate how he's written in End of Time. They I hear everything about the end of time. No one's written well. Much. They they play up on his madness too much. And I think you can, like, Sim's giving it his all. I think you can tell with Sim. Mm. Yeah. He... I need more reasoning to why he's, like, again, the master's chaotic, but I would like more reasoning to why he's See, so 
I, I, I've heard a lot of people say it, it's because, you know, oh, the, his resurrection went a bit wrong. And, and yeah, but the master yeah, but famously the throughout the classic series didn't need explanation. Like, the Amy master gets burned alive. I mean, Mark of the Rani just goes, yeah, I'm invincible, Rani. What of it? I'm dressed as a scarecrow. <laughs> and the, it's that sort of, did we need the explanation? For why I, I feel, like, I feel like they did it because it's obviously new who and the people that yeah. haven't watched classics are kind of like, well, how's this? You know, kind of like, yeah. how did this happen? Kind of thing. I think the, what I guess. Whereas was, anyone who knows the master doesn't need yeah, an explanation just, yeah, to why. And, <laughs> and then you have the best sim performance, I think, is in series 10 when he reappears, where he's that perfect blend of he can go mental if he needs to, but he's a lot more, you know, restrained. Subdued. I really yeah. like so good. I really, I really just, just, I love, I love the multi, multi, bleh, multi master story. That is a hard yeah. thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> I, that... I love the multi master story. It's just such an interesting dynamic. And I know we've like had it, obviously with Big Finish and stuff like that. But seeing it on screen, I to guess Cody as the Doctor. Yeah. Oh, it's just it, so it's good. That moments that I love about Sims Masters when Capaldi gives that heartbreaking. Oh yeah. And. Sims just like see this face this is a face of someone who didn't listen to a word you said and I was like oh my god yeah and, the, and I, I think it, it's you see people don't realise um, that The Doctor Falls was supposed to be Capaldi's last episode and Moffat found out very late in the day for writing The Doctor Falls that Chris Chibnall wasn't going to start with the Christmas special and for that reason, Moffat said, right, we'll drag it out. And I think Sim's impact is kind of lessened by the fact that that wasn't Cabaldi's last story in, ser in Series 10. If Sim had been in that last story, if Sim had been... Really, he's responsible for it. You know, he's responsible yeah. for Bill's conversion. Um, yes. And he brings back proper, like a proper, like Mission Impossible reveal mask for the mask. Yes. I If had not got shown in the trailer, could you imagine if we had no clue he was returning and then you get that reveal? Well, you see, I, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. I was really, see, I was really away from Doctor Who at the time. Um, I binged most of Series 10 up until the finale and I'd stayed out of the loop because. Moffat's era drained me as a whole from about series six onwards, and I fell out of the fandom. More on that yesterday in the podcast that I did, um, I where I talk about me. But <laughs> uh, that reveal, if it had been kept secret from everyone and not just people who stayed off the internet that week, um, it would have been spectacular. It would have just been a so gotcha cliffhanger. So, Katie, as someone who didn't know that was going to happen, how what was that like for you then? That was a that was a heart in the in the throat just that was a crap a brick moment i did not know Le no legit so what happens is i go over to the uk and i watch who with my boyfriend michael and we had gotten to that point and already i was very much on edge because anyone who knows me knows that is one of the stories what happened to Bill is one of the stories that hit me the hardest in all of Doctor Who. Yeah. And I had no clue. So when that happened, I, I, 
I, I crapped a brick. I did not know what in the name of God was going on. And it actually took, I think it, here's, here's a shocker. It took me a moment to realize who it was. And then when I, when, when it really clicked with me, that was when I knew nothing was going to go right. And that was when I knew that was when I, I just, there, there are, there are several moments in, in those two parters that just. Is Sim the first master to kill a companion on screen? In terms of the master's timeline, he's dead. To kill a companion and stick, because you have Roberts who did kill Grace. Yeah, well, that doesn't count. Doesn't count. count. They're brought back to life by count. American yeah, TV. If, if that basically stuck at least well enough, then yeah. Yeah, I think it might be. Yeah. Although Sims, Sims, respect to Sims, Sims did kill Lucifer in that one. That that was uh, that was Tom Ellis. That was Tom Ellis. Sim, Sim took out Lucifer. Sim and killed Lucifer. Though, he probably killed Jack so many times just for boredom. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. And and of course, Jackie kills Livchenko about ten times in uh, Day of the Master just for fun because he and knows she's going to come back to life. Um, but that, you know, Sims Master, I think, uh, I do want to briefly touch on him in Big Finish, because he's only had one appearance in Master yeah. Bolt, and Sim, this is a problem that I've run into a few times in 2021 with Big Finish, which is, if your actor has not been properly prepared for audio, to oh, yeah. more distinctive, they're really going to fade into the background, and yeah, Sim... That's true. Sim doesn't necessarily have the most distinctive voice. No. So when he first appears right. Masterful, it took me a good minute to realize, oh, that's that's, that's John Sim. I can second that. Yeah, and it, it, I, I think they just should have sat him down for a minute and said, you really need to emphasize your voice. Because you have to remember, he's in there with someone, like, people like Jeffrey Beavers, who sounds basically like Derek Jacobi if he had Parkinson's. Um, like, Hi. Beavers has this wonderful shake to his voice that carries yeah. through all the time. Uh, you have Alex McQueen, who just has this amazing voice that carries through in everything. And you also have Derek Jacobi. So you have, th you know, three actors who are playing their original masters who are just outshining everyone in that scene already. And Aaron mm. Roberts just sounds American, so he's obviously going yeah. to lose. And yeah. Michelle Gomez is a Scottish woman who sounds nothing like anyone else <laughs> yeah. in this scene. That'll do it. So Sim just kind of fades into the background as, oh yes, he's the one with the slightly gravelly voice. Yeah, Although I caught that too. Have, he does have that moment in Master that where they all have, uh, again, very, very, sorry for the spoilers we're giving here, but where Joe Grant's on the table, like, surrounded by people. I tried to hide that, and you dropped the bomb! I would say, quickly explain that, and then we'll cover yeah. the last two, otherwise we are going to get to a two-hour podcast. We are, well, well, Abby knew, I think she knew that this one was going to run long. where basically leans into Joe Grant and just says, Miss Grant, come closer. We're all the master. And I was like, okay, I'm scared. Now, because we need to speed along a little bit. But they were going to kill her because she compared them to bank tellers. As you do. I mean, I do the same uh, thing. It's such a bizarre... Michelle Gomez. I don't even like Masterful all that much. Michelle Gomez. Missy, the first 
female incarnation of the master, Michelle. My queen. My queen. Oh. oh. Just, I love her with Capaldi. I mean, thank because God she finally with... got to be in good stories in series 10. Uh, I, I, I have, I have, see, if this is where the songs got for the master, definitely come through. Oh, absolutely. I don't even care what she's in. I know, I know it's got bad... It's yeah. more. It's more because of the trailers that they showed, because the trailers they showed led into something that it wasn't in the yeah. episode. In my opinion of watching it, but that being said, it's Missy. It's Michelle See, Gomez. I, I just found her first really appearance tasteless, but I talked about that in the Cyberman appearance uh, in the Cyberman podcast. So oh go yeah, to that one if yeah. you're best. Yeah, go to that <laughs> one. Yeah, if you're yeah. that 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 story I find that the word I'm going to use is tasteless. Um, but I find Missy in that story to kind of be really subdued. Like, Missy is I, I, never presented the same way after that story because there's that moment where she just kind of explodes in the graveyard, you know, that yes, you do moment. And you're like... This is the thing, mm. I, I feel like they were testing... It, it's the testing yeah. the waters thing. It's yeah. going, it's, okay, we are doing something in Doctor Who we haven't done before because everyone assumed that Missy was going to be the Rani. I, I honestly yeah. genuinely think Yes, but everyone also assumed Clara was the Rami or an Auton for the first two series she was in. But to be fair, genuinely, for a while, I was the Rani. Every, everyone is the Rani. Everyone's like, the Rani. If you're a female in Doctor Who, you're probably the Rani. River Song? Am I the Rani? Yes. <laughs> well, there we go. That's an RP to happen anyway. <laughs> yes. No. Michelle Gomez has that, has that manic energy to sim. But she, to me, she has that energy of, I know I'm a psychopath. I'm just going to embrace it and have fun with it. Yeah. One of my favourite episodes for, for Missy is, it, again, quite a controversial one, but it's um, the Peter Capaldi Davros episode. Yes. Well, yeah, Missy uh, is the series that which is familiar. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. I, I honestly love that. I love the way that she's kind of tricked. The whole the whole scene um, with the, oh, that's the Dalek that's killed Clara. Yeah. Just, just shoot it. Why don't you shoot it? it? She knows full well, like, Clara's in there. And she's like, come on. Oh, uh, whoopsie. Uh, uh, I made a mistake. It goes, it goes to that uh, thing I said at the start, where you have the master one minute. The master might help you. But then once the master's bored, they're going to turn on you. It, you it's like, it's like the, the moment of, how deep is that hole? Twenty feet. <laughs> that that is that is the quintessential Missy moment. The uh, but I the the graveyard scene for me is so and the, I am someone who is over emotional. I'll just say it. What shock? Um, but the the moment of why are you doing this? I need my best friend back. That to me is the. The d defining moment of their relationship, and it's so—I I don't know why—but that 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 desperate need to reconnect with someone, even though she knows she's crazy, and like you said, she embraces that's, it. That's what I love. She knows it. O other ones just kind of touch on it. She's like, yeah, I'm bad and I'm not good. And I will yeah. do what I want when I want because I'm a tactical bitch. Like, that's <laughs> Missy's whole energy. I thought she... The, the one thing about Missy, though, is that she's the first master where, you know, 
their comedic moments were like appreciated by other characters other than the master. Like yeah. that yeah. scene where the doc where you know Doctor goes, Oh, Davros, my arch nemesis. And then and Misty just turned and goes, Oh, oh Davros, Davros is your arch nemesis. Arch nemesis. I'll poke him in the eye. <laughs> I'll scratch his eye out. Yes. Yeah. I Missy flicks Davros in the eye. Yeah. Yes! But the, the one thing I don't Lovely like about that scene is it establishes that they've never met before, and I really don't like that. Uh, I really wish. Have they? About that well, the, that, that story Davros says goes time to travel, reach out. time travel, people. Well, that, that, but that's what annoyed me was that like, we can't have other stories where Miss it, where it, it, the master meets Davros. Memory erasure. Unless we do the time war stuff Doctor where we can not very good at canon. Yeah. So they can do what they like. Doctor Who canon? What what is this? I was gonna say Doctor Who's not Doctor Who expresses his canon in a way that a child is drawing on a piece of paper. That is the best way to do it. And I love it! And I love it because you can lend to so many different things. Yeah. Like the timeless child. Like Sasha Dwan. Like that whole thing that we could talk about right now. That was perfect leading. Now Sasha Dewan is the Master Who. Again, had the reveal that I think John Sim needs in Series 10. No one yeah. knew. Oh, I yeah. Oh, I, I hoped. The reaction. And the thing is, I love Sasha Dewan as an actor. He, he's incredibly talented. Couch. And I wanted him to be a big part when he got announced uh, to be in it. So the moment you have the Master reveal, I screamed. And then when they do the TCE reference, again, I screamed. Well, I, so I know people in the BBC, and I'm going to touch on this really, really quickly. I do know people in the BBC, and a friend um, slash someone in the family decided to tell us who they think he was. They knew who, who he was, and they kind of went, this is this, don't tell anyone. And I was watching the episode, they did the reveal, and I was like, I knew that was coming. I literally, I'm sat here knowing full well who this character is. And yet, when they did it, I was like, oh my god, this is so I, I think it's because it's, in my opinion, it's the first time where Jodie Whittaker got to be... Because Series 12 is very much um, what I like to call what happens when a series is poorly received, i.e. Series 11, and the writer shits the bed and immediately tries to fix everything. So Series 12 has that very doctorish moment that... I think Judy Whittaker desperately needed where she realizes it's the master. And she that, is, that, my opinion, that 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 scene in the plane where everywhere, you know, Ryan, Yaz, and Graham are just really confused. The master is just giggling away to himself, and the doctor is going, shit, 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 what do we do? Oh, we need no. there's a ball in the plane. There's the reason how instantly because uh, this is an issue that it relates this. It's an issue my friend has with the Daleks. The Doctor plays off the Daleks as a joke too much, so you don't feel the Daleks is threatening. The moment it's revealed, oh, it's the Martyr, Jodie is terrified. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The, oh, yes. God. And that makes the audience go, oh, God. You feel yeah. You, 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 sort of, you sort of sit up in your seat and go, ooh, hold on a minute. Like, what's what's happening See, here kind of thing? I, I think what, what also works so well about the reveal is that the other guy, the, the like, tech mogul guy, has yeah. clearly set up to be the master, like he, everything in that, uh, in that two-parter, yeah. all, all of all yeah. of part one, you're like, oh yeah, he's obviously the master. That's the type of alias the master would take over. He makes loads of jokes about being like the, uh, the all-powerful kind of, yeah. yeah. And, and, and like, it's obviously the master. Sort of, and then it's such a but it's, it's brilliant. The nerdy kind of guy who keeps to the side. It's just ah, oh, that ah, oh, just. But I, I, and I, that that's fantastic. 
that switch. That's oh, I I I am I am firmly aware that I not firmly aware. I can't say I don't know anybody in the BBC, but in my gut, I'm like, oh, he's alive. They're they're gonna figure oh, out the Siberian he, kept him alive. He's, he's alive. alive, but the the his switch in the plane. Go back and watch when yeah. he says, "I was last in every race in school," and Judy goes, "No, I read your file. You were a champion sprinter," and that instantaneous, oh. the eyes. His eyes changed. Oh, it's. suffer from again that Chris Chibnall having a shit the bed moment and trying to appeal to an audience's nostalgia by kind of just doing John Sim again. It worked for me in Spyfall. It didn't in Timeless Children. I I, I, uh, I would say say we're going to have to do Timeless Children as a different podcast. Oh, Timeless timeless Child will be its own podcast. One thing I want to say about and it actually addresses Ben's point. This is my opinion on this. It's okay. Uh, obviously, in, in big case, you have an explanation. You have the Lumiat, which is this in between between uh, Missy and Dewan, and you have basically Missy killed this version. I know Missy's killed two incarnations. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, and that and it's implied that that one becomes Dewan. The one's master gives me the impression of of a someone who's bitter, like someone who's like, I tried being good. I got blasted by my other self so mm-hmm. screw what you decided i'm going to be evil i don't care like he gives me this yes. mixture of insanity and rage so with his outburst like when sim gives an outburst it feels very much just insanity when the uh, the one does it you feel there is rage behind this there oh absolutely but, but I, i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to kind of get your opinion on it in the scene where he's saying this is what i did to gallifrey and they're in the tardis and jody his acting there is almost not remorse but there's vulnerability that he's having yes these words. He, he's fired of it all mate yeah, yeah it's just yeah that's what i mean i i i, I just love his incarnation see i um, that was the, phenomenal i i while well, i love again duan fantastic performer and i do think duan is a fantastic actor who carry who does carry and elevate the quite shoddy material he's given at times i really have never bought the idea that the master got upset that gallifrey lied to him because no i think there's more do you remember the death yeah i think no but this is the thing i i I think i think they're doing the whole thing where they're like this is what we're giving you but this is what we can show but you. There's, there's deeper stuff too. And this is there's what the so master much more reveal. that they want to bring I, out I with the master. See... It won't be it won't be Doctor Who. It'll be like the master and sometimes the timeless child. Exactly. Yeah. I know that it sounds goes, a bit yeah. funny, but you'll understand if it, it, it goes by this thing. Like like I said, if this is a master that was, you know, if, if we go by this thing of 
it was Missy, then you know, Dewan, like the one is the future. You mm-hmm. get this impression of the in the master said, I tried being open with you once, I tried letting this vulnerability and be a thing, never yeah. again. <laughs> I was lying dead on a ship going into a black hole. And there was, uh, th- there's one moment in the um, the scene I remember growing up, I remember being with you in the academy. Uh, where where he goes, that happened, it wasn't your first life, why would they lie, why would they do that, I wish it wasn't true, but it is. In that moment, there is that connection between the two of them, where there is a little bit of that remorse, but then it immediate, but then it does revert back to that rage. Like, that friendship is still, that friendship is still there, and that is something that I think is always going to be critical that the, the key line for me for Dewan is I'm her best enemy. Where yeah. when it, where when it comes down to it, they will always push each other, but in kind of the same almost. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna get hate. I'm gonna get hate for this. A little bit like the Batman and the Joker. No, one I, can't I, I exist without the other. One one cannot one cannot exist without the other. There is that mutual respect. The doctor will never, no matter what the master does, it is always a sense of, I despise the thing you have done, but I will always forgive you because I know that hope is there. Their friend back. That hope is there that the doctor can get their friend back. And I think, in a way, what they have is the master's sick idea of friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, that, I, I that's think, Doctor Who, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think they are going to have to bring the Master back for Series 13 because whether you like any of the ideas put forward in the Time of Children or not, and that's, again, that is a very that's different a very, That's a very different But that story arc's not done, and the Master's oh, going no with way, you all. No way, no way. I, I honestly, you know, I think the Master being chosen to deliver, you know, a 45-minute lecture and waste 45 minutes of a general audience's time, um, that's is deliberate picking the master for that role because Especially I the don't think master. yeah well, I, I don't think yeah it's yeah I mean that's Jacobi, the, that's the way it will always imagine be imagine Jacoby doing this going to that extremes yeah J- Jack- Jacoby would just laugh he'd, he'd, he'd show it and just go yeah I literally I couldn't care less realistically um, right you know I, I, I'm off and, and but Dewan is a very emotionally volatile master. He's very easily set off. Um, oh, yeah. 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 But I love that. Let's and, hope he's back in series. Let's hope. Yeah. Oh, please. I think, I, I think, I, I think, I think he does need to be, along with the meddling monk. Yes. Right. Missy, Missy. everyone. I'm, so we're going to have to cut this short because we're going to get murdered by our editor. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you to everyone for giving me the chance to host this for the first time. I have been working it, but yeah. Uh, thank you to my wonderful guests. We have Lauren, Ben, and Katie. Absolutely amazing and beautiful people as always. You've been listening to the TC Hoopians podcast. I've been George Gaidra. Please subscribe, because you will obey me. Bye! Bye! Bye. Oh, I still get chills when you do that, you know.